Colts stampede through Ford Field. Coming up on this edition of the Die Hard Damn Podcast, Sean and Jay and I recap the Lions' blowout loss to the Colts on Sunday. Then we take a look at Matthew Stafford and Jared Davis being on the COVID-19 reserve list. And you know we got to preview the upcoming game versus the Vikings. All this and more coming up right now on the Die Hard Damn Podcast. Watch out. Here comes that roar. This is Kurt Steele, and welcome to the Die Hard Den Podcast. And as always, I'm with my man, Shawnee J. What up, good people? Curtis, I got to say, that was a very enthusiastic what up, though, the best one yet. <laughs> hey, man, we got to get pumped up, man. We had a bad loss this, uh, over on Sunday, but we got to keep it going, so we got to get fired up. So you know what we got to do. We got to thank everybody for coming to the show, listening in to this podcast. Hey, thank you for listening. Please hit the subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube. Hit the notification bell. If you're watching on Facebook, hit the like button. Hit the share button. Follow our Facebook page. Shawnee J does an amazing job of keeping you informed on what's going on with the Lions over there on our Facebook page. And if you're listening on one of the podcast platforms, thank you for the download. We appreciate it. And if you have an Amazon-powered device, just say, hey, Alexa, put the Die Hard Dead podcast on Apple Podcasts, and you will get our show right away. So, but it's time to start the show, and you know what we do at this time. It is time to tell me something good. Shawnee J, my man, tell me something good. Well, we spoke about it last week, but now this week, uh, my elite pass rusher is ready to play, Everson Griffin. You know, I've been begging for the Lions to get a pass rusher. They finally listen to me mm-hmm. after all these years. Elite pass rusher, Everson Griffin. Matthew Stafford is so happy he's on his team now. He doesn't yeah. worry about Griffin, you know, stacking him anymore. So he's going to go after the Vikings quarterback now. Mm-hmm. He's going to make his debut in all places in Minnesota where his career started. He had 10 wonderful seasons, uh, one of the all-time Viking greats. Mm-hmm. And I'll say this later, the four Cooper Vikings will come back and haunt Minnesota. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that later on the show, though. Yeah, we'll get to that when we do our game preview. But here's my thing. Congratulations to the young fella, Miles Killebrew. The reason why he missed the Falcons game was the birth of his first child. So congratulations, young man. I speak from experience. Having that first child or having any child is a wonder and a joy to behold. So Blessings to you. Blessings to your family for having your first child during that week of the Falcons game. So it's time now, to wait a second. go ahead say, now. That's good news for Miles. I'm happy for him. But why couldn't Patricia just come out and say that? I mean, why, you know, this, you know, this secrecy is too much, you know, about secrecy with little things that, you know, people were speculating what's going on with Miles. Yeah. Why can Patricia come out and say it to begin with? Well, Braden Combs is the one who leaked it out after he got back. Maybe it's something that Maybe it's something that Killer Brew said, you know, don't say anything until, you know, it's it's done. You never know, but I get what you're saying, you know, about the secrecy. But, hey, you know, guys on football teams miss games for the birth of their kids every day, all the time. So it happens all the time in the, in the NFL. So, But congratulations to the young fella. It is time to go on the ball, look at the offense, 
first up, let's take a look at how the offense did against the Colts. Man, Matthew Stafford had a day. 24 of 42, 336 yards, one touchdown, and one pick six. Here is where we really struggled. Our leading rusher was Jamal Agnew. He had one carry for 11 yards. That is pitiful. And Marvin Hall stepped up in the absence of Kenny Galladay when he went down with injury. He had four catches for 113 yards. Big time fill-in for KG. So, Shiny J, what did you think about the performance on the offense on Sunday? You said, Auburn, man, we got to get that running game going. The running game struggled the last couple games. I don't know mm -hmm. why. I guess teams are putting A in the box, daring the Lions to run. They have no respect for the Lions running game, even mm -hmm. with the great Adrian Peterson back there. Yeah. And and um, the rookie, I guess they want to, they say, okay, we want Matthew Stafford to try and beat us. Mm -hmm. That's, that's, you know, it's on Matthew because mm -hmm. Kings are daring Matthew to throw the ball because mm -hmm. we can't run. So they take the run away from us all, you know, the gangs on Matthew's shoulders. Yeah. So I like Matthew, the 12 year veteran. I mm -hmm. faith them. He got a ball out for us. If teams going to do that, mm -hmm. he's got a ball out, make them pay. Yeah. And I got something to say about that later about Stafford yeah. too. He mm -hmm. should be able, hopefully, I think he's going to play. Uh, he's, he's already tested negative for the COVID guys. Yeah, but I have more to say about it in the offensive. You know, we talked in yeah, the show. Yeah, we're, we're talking about that. We're talking about him at the at the end of this segment. So we're going to close this, the offense out with Stafford. Uh, the O line, man, they struck. It was the worst game I've ever seen this season that the offensive line played. It was terrible. Yeah. Giving up sacks. Not like, you know, we had 29 total yards rushing. Uh, it was very disheartening to watch the offensive line against a very good coach defensive line that kind of tells you that our offensive line really took a step back this week they did unfortunately they were doing so good i grade so high mm -hmm. i was for i say they had the best offensive line in the league but the Colts, like i said it was a litmus test for the lions mm -hmm. the Colts, like i said they're big you know they got that former 49er bruckner yeah the, big boy uh, bruckner, yeah buckner's beast yeah, and, and they got some, you know, big boys. And I'm lying, you know, was up to the, didn't quite live to the challenge, but I got faith in them. We mm -hmm. still got some good pieces. And we got some injuries on the line. Taylor Decker's sore. Mm -hmm. Vitae is big V is he's sore. So mm -hmm. that didn't help, but we still got to suck it up. And I still got faith in the line. We got to play better. I admit, though. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, bad. Kenny G, man, we lost Galladay. Golly to a hip injury. Looked pretty bad. He look, he's like he's going to be week to week uh, right now. He's uh, not at practice. He's uh, he's uh, pretty limp and pretty bad. It wasn't um, a good sight to see him walking off the field. I saw the play. It looked like he injured it trying to uh, make a cut on a route, and it looked pretty uh, pretty damaging. Hopefully, we can get him healed up and, and rested for a couple weeks and we can bring in the young fella Cephas. So, but the two Marvin stepped up. You know, Marvin Jones had a couple of touchdowns on Sunday, and Marvin Hall, you know, he put up a lot of yards on Sunday. That one of them played with 70, yeah. 70 something yards. So they stepped up, but we're gonna need more from uh TJ Hawkinson is gonna be the have to, have to be the man going forward. I just believe that that's going to be a key weapon for us. What do you think about that? You're right. Um guys got simple, but I got a theory, hopefully. You know, um, Golden Tate's wife and will keep complaining mm -hmm. and maybe a pain in the ass of the Giants. 
And mm-hmm. the Giants cut him, hoping to bring Golden Tate back home. He never showed up to begin with. The Giants, did the, you said they're going to cut him or they did cut him? If they cut him, you know, they're close. They came this close to cutting him, you know, because they told him not to report to the facility, but they welcomed him back today. Mm-hmm. Well, Golden keeps complaining about not getting the ball along with his wife. And the Giants really suck, as you know. And Golden got that big contract. <laughs> yeah. They might want to cut him, you know, give a spot to a young guy. You know how it works. Mm-hmm. Give a spot to a young guy. And so the Lions were to jump on it, you know. The only problem bring him with, back home. Especially. The only problem with that is that we have a version of Golden Tate, Danny Manadola. They play that same role. So I don't know. I don't know if that would. I mean, I, I would like. Trust me, I like Golden Tate. I would like to have him back in the fold. But the problem is that we lost an outside threat. And we have a ton of inside receivers. So, you know, I, I mean, I get what you're saying. I hear you. I feel what you I feel what you're cooking, brother. But I'm just saying that we already have Amendola. If you bring in Golden Tate, you have to uh, maybe look at moving on from Amendola. I don't think the Lions are ready to do that. Uh, this I know probably because he's old anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, shoot. You can say the thing, same thing about Golden Tate. Um, he's two years younger though. Yeah, he is. He's, he's a couple years younger. Um, so, uh, with that, that that's probably your adjustments that you will make bringing in, uh, uh, and bringing in Golden Tate with Kenny G's. I, I think that what the Lions really need to do, myself, I think the Lions are gonna have to spread it around. You're gonna have to bring in the young fella Cephas. Um, it really creates, um, and Marvin Hall, he really, he's a really deep threat down the field. So, uh, you kind of have to roll that defense over to Marvin Jones now. So you're going to have to bring in Cephas, spread the field some, and then kind of and, and incorporate those tight ends. You're going to have to have Hawkinson step up. Now, Hawkinson was challenged earlier in the week by uh, Daryl Bevel to get separation. And he did that. He had a career day in receptions against the Colts. It just didn't pan out to any scores, but he had seven receptions on that game. And that's a career high for him. Played a pretty good game, you know. It was just one of those things where Sunday wasn't his day. So, I mean, where the Lions fell behind, they had to really try to push the ball down the field. Yeah, um, we got to get that running game going somehow, too. Come on, Adrian. Like I said, I got something to say about the four former Vikings, including yeah. Adrian. So. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that when we do the game preview. All right, so let's get to the big elephant in the room on the offense. Matthew Stafford is on the reserve COVID list. Now, at Matthew Stafford does not have COVID-19. Again, Matthew Stafford does not have COVID-19. He is at high risk for COVID-19 because he was in contact with some uh, to someone with COVID-19. I say that again. He was in contact with someone who had COVID-19. He has tested negative. He is in isolation right now. So he's not at home with his wife and kids. He's in isolation. They're keeping him away, keeping him by himself, uh, just in case he does come up positive. But the whole family, all the staffers have tested negative. So, and it was a player, a person who was a non-teammate. So that's what's going on with Stafford. Um, what do you? What's your thoughts on Stafford going forward for this week? You know what? I got I got the scenario planned on my head. Mm-hmm. You know, Stafford, he's tested negative. He's going to test negative. Mm-hmm. He's going to be able to play Sunday. He, he won't have any practice. That's okay. He doesn't need to fetch quarterback. He doesn't need to practice much. Like I say, he can bevel and Patricia just go over things with him remotely. He's going to go into Minnesota like a baller on Sheila Ford's private jet 
no practice. He's going to have a big game. He's going to take advantage of the Vikings' three injured cornerbacks, mm-hmm. have a big day, even when I have his big receiver, Kenny G. Mm-hmm. He's going to throw the Hall. He's going to throw the Marvins. He's going to throw the Cephas. Mm-hmm. He's going to go in with a bucket of ball and have one of those legendary games that we'll be talking about for years later with no practice mm-hmm. and the threat of having the COVID, which he doesn't, and he goes in like a baller on Sheila's private jet, mm-hmm. and he's going to pull it out, similar to like Brett Fire did years ago, when he's had a death in his family, he plays with his heart in his, his sleeve, you know. Out there, this, out there this, Oakland. This <laughs> going. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. So that's that's on the ball this week. Uh, again, thank you for checking out us right here at the Die Hard Den Podcast. If you're watching the video on YouTube, hit the subscribe button, click the notification bell so you know when you're getting fresh content from us right here at the Die Hard Den Podcast. If you're watching on Facebook, hit the like button, hit the share button. Follow our Facebook page. Shawnee J does an amazing job of keeping you informed over there on our Facebook page of All Lions News. And if you have Twitter, follow our Twitter page at DieHardDanPodC1. Follow us over on Instagram. And if you have a Amazon or Alexa-powered device, just say, hey, Alexa, play the Die Hard Dan podcast on Apple Podcasts, and you will find our show right there. Now it is time to go to the defense and defend the den. Now let's take a look at the Lions leaders on defense. You had Jamie Collins, 11 tackles, 7 solo, 2 for loss. Okwara had another sack and another quarterback hit. He had 6 total tackles on Sunday. Tracy Walker, 11 total tackles, 6 solo. However, it was not enough. The team gave up 119 yards in the run game, which is going back to the old defense, the way they were playing back uh, before we started the winning streak. And they gave up, you know, a modest 247 yards, but they had some touchdowns in there where uh, Phillip Rivers was slinging the ball around. So 366 total yards of offense given up, almost 400 yards. I didn't like the way the defense really struggled. What do you have to say about the defense on Sunday? They started out good, but they got tired. It wore down because mm-hmm. they got no help from the offense. Like I said, we need to run the ball better. You know, each you know each each um um unit helps each other out. They feed each other. You know, the defense played well at first, but the Colts are a big physical team, and they started to wear us out because the offense couldn't stay on the field and sustain no drives. Right. That was part of the problem I saw from last Sunday's game. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to put more pressure on Rivers and. Everson Griffin, like I said, excuse me, on the new quarterback, because Rivers, we played him last week. But Everson Griffin's exactly mm-hmm. got the order, a good pass rusher, mm-hmm. the goal on the floor. We got two solid defensive ends. And also, don't forget, Griffin's more than a pass rusher. He can play the run good, too. He can set the edge. Right. And we're going to need to do that with Trey Flowers being out. So, Everson mm-hmm. came at the right time. Yeah, that was one of my questions. Could, could Everson Griffin be an effective replacement? For flowers who want a short term or IR, and you just said it. You said he can he can rest the passer and he can set the edge. That's one thing that Trey Flowers does well is uh, he's run support, so he's very good in the run game as well. I think some observations of mine. I think that the secondary they missed several assignments. Uh, Justin Coleman he was very rusty on his uh, return to the field. You can tell he was uh, just quite not himself. Okora needs some help rushing the passer. And you say that Everson Griffin can provide that for him. Hopefully, uh, you're right. I really want them to get after Kirk Cousins on Sunday. They have a struggling offensive line. 
up there, but they've been playing good. Uh, Dalvin Cook has been doing his thing the last couple of games. He really gave it to uh, Minnesota, excuse me, to um, Green Bay last week. So hopefully we can slow him down in the run game and keep him at bay. So um, looking at the defense overall, what could we do as a defense, in your opinion, to shore up a win on Sunday? We got to play aggressively. You got to play get back to keep on playing aggressive like we played at Jacksonville. They were very aggressive. They were all on the ball. They stopped a pretty good young running back in Jacksonville. We stopped a pretty good running back in Atlanta and Gurley. Mm-hmm. We let them score a touchdown, which was nice. We um, we started playing well against the Colts when we wore down because mm-hmm. we got no help from the offense. But like I said, I said it. After that Jacksonville game, we need to copy that formula. Mm-hmm. Stay aggressive. Stay aggressive. Go to the ball. Mm-hmm. Gang tackle. Blitz. Mm-hmm. We got a good pass rusher now. Maybe we don't have to blitz as much. If Griffiths, Griffiths, Griffin can still, you know, put the pressure, put the heat on the quarterback like I think he can because right. he can still play. Mm-hmm. Love O'Grora. So keep on pressing the quarterback. Keep on being aggressive. Blitz. Gang tackle with the ball. You know, we're throwing guys who lost against Atlanta and Jacksonville. We need to keep playing like that. Right. And, you know, we'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, so, um, Jared Davis. Now, we talked about Matthew Stafford earlier. He's on the COVID list for being uh, in contact with someone, being a high risk. But we have uh, one player uh, that really, you know, on our active roster, that, that tested positive. And uh, that's Jared Davis. Uh, Jared Davis is on the COVID list. He didn't got he not get traded, and the reason being is that the Jets traded uh, Avery Williamson to the Steelers, and that was the the big team that had their uh, eyes on Davis. But they got Williamson instead from the Jets. So with his him being out from COVID, uh, his snaps have been reduced. But one place where he has made a difference is the special teams. What impact does Jared Davis missing have on the defense? Well, like I said, they reduce his snaps. He's not on the field every he's not a star anymore. Mm-hmm. He's only playing what you know a small portion of the game. But he's still a valuable player. I still like Jared. Mm-hmm. This may be his last season in Detroit. They may let him walk. Mm-hmm. Just walk when we try to trade him. How long is he gonna be out with this COVID? You know, he actually has I, it. I, How long will he be out? I think he has I think he's gonna be out at least uh Probably uh, uh, this week, and, he, and then probably probably he might be out next week as well. It depends on when he can start testing negative, because he has to test negative like I think like five days in a row. So I think he's at least out ten ten to fourteen days. Two weeks, um, yeah. maybe it's two games. He's I like Davis. You know, a lot of people been down on Davis since he's been here. I, I always mm-hmm. did like Jared. Right. I always felt that the line was used, so maybe. Okay, maybe he wasn't the middle linebacker that we expect him to be, mm-hmm. but he's still a very good player. Put him on the outside, use him as that um as that key sizzle role. You know, Terrell Suggs was a pass rusher. Mm-hmm. He's very fast, very talented. He can be used if used the proper way. Mm-hmm. And like I said, the Lions really invested some linebackers this year. We're gonna have to end um and Killer Brook is that and and Jerron Curse. They're those two big, you know, tweeners who mm-hmm. either play linebacker or safety. They're going to, have to step up their games too, next man up. I mean, so till Davis come back, and hopefully mm-hmm. if he does come back after two games, maybe by Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. you know, be safe. As well as uh, hopefully Galladay and Trey Flowers will have full confidence on defense because we choose every part we could use, we can get to, you know, win games. 
Yeah, yeah, that that's definitely well. It it brings up another player who's uh kind of undersized, and he's that the in between sizes. That's Jalen Reeve Maven. So maybe he can uh, right. he can uh, get on the field and make some plays because he he's a ball hawk. He can get to the ball. And he's fast. Uh, he's just as fast or faster than really Den Davis. Uh, he's a because he's a little bit smaller. Uh, but hey, um, but. Uh, I wish Jared Davis uh, speedy recovery from COVID-19 and hopefully we can get him back in the fold. And we had one of our practice squad safeties uh, go back on the COVID list as well and a speedy recovery to that young fella as well. And that, my yeah. friends, is Defend the Den. It is time for our favorite game. You know what it is. My man, Shani J, are you ready to do this thing? Yes, sir. It is time for it. Hell yeah or hell nah. All right. First up, did the Lions make a mistake by not adding a player at the trade deadline? So the Lions made a mistake by not making a trade at the deadline. Hell yeah or hell nah. I'm going to say hell no. Nah. I did want them to add an additional piece. Mm-hmm. They already had traded for Griffin. I did want them to get another piece, but the Asking price so high. A lot of some people, some writers suggested they trade for Stephon Gilmore. But mm-hmm. did you want to give the first round pick for Gilmore? Because that's what the Patriots are asking for. I mean, if they couldn't get a player like a, a good player cheap from a, a relatively cheap from a, a, a bad team like the Jets or the Bengals, mm-hmm. like get that defensive lineman from the Jets or somebody from the Bengals or the mm-hmm. Giants or something like that. They couldn't, the price is too high. Mm-hmm. This is the right thing. My standing pad, they got Griffiths Griffin. He'll make a difference. I mean, he's a difference maker. Mm-hmm. He may be the missing piece, a pass rusher, which I've been calling for for years, and gets the long parts back in. The defense will be fine. Okay. All right. I think that they, I think hell nah as well. I don't think it was a mistake. I think that they have a limited amount of pieces going forward in as far as draft picks. So they're down to five draft picks for next year. And it's, I don't think they're at the point where they need to mortgage their future. If not, they can just uh, play out the season and, you know, maybe they can get some more assets at the end of the year. All right, next up, Marvin Jones would dominate with Kenny Galladay on the shelf. Hell yeah or hell no. Nah. I'm gonna say hell yeah because he better. The, the the Vikings are down three corners. The top three corners are all injured. The, at least two, one of them or two of them, all of them may not play. Mm-hmm. So he better dominate. And Stafford, he's gonna be. Uh, Stafford's gonna play. I've confidence Matthew will be out there Sunday against the Vikings as he's right on the Golden Jet. Sheila's private jet. I keep saying that like a big baller. He's gonna come in, do his job, go home for victory. Mm-hmm. And Marvin Jones is gonna play a big part of that. I'm going hell to, yeah. I'm going to say hell no. Nah. I'm going to say TJ Hawkinson is going to dominate. So I'm going to say hell no. Nah. I think Smart Joe has a solid game, but I think it's up to the young tight end to dominate on Sunday. Next up, it is time to start the Andre Swift. Hell yeah or hell no. Nah. Um I'm going to say not this game. Hell no, nah, not this game cuz I got to I got a, a huge hunch that Adrian Peterson 
one of the former Viking greats who's mm-hmm. coming to homecoming. He's going to have a big game against his former team, mm-hmm. along with Jerron Curse, J. Ryan Curse, and Everson Griffin. And don't forget about Daryl Bevel, the Vikings' one-time offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. He's going to call a hell of a game. Four Vikings going to return, get revenge on their old old employer, and you know so. So Peterson's gonna have a big game on Monday on Sunday against the Vikes. So not yet. Not yet, young fella. You get your turn, but not yet. Okay, I'm gonna say hell yeah. I think that with the rotation that Peterson can still get his get his carries, but I think it's just time to start the young fella. I think he's proved he's a proven talent. He can he's a three down back. He can run the ball, he can catch the ball out of the backfield. I think it is time to let that young man do his thing. All right, next up, the Lions need to switch their focus to the draft because the season is, in fact, in all intents and purposes over. Hell yeah or hell no? Hell no. I mean, like I said, you know, I'm not a quitter. Mm-hmm. Both the Bears and the Packers lost last week. And the Packers, you want to score now. The Packers are playing the Niners. I know the Niners are down. A couple guys, but you know, keep losing. We're in it. Only two games out with nine games left. There's no way, you know, Quinn and Patricia can't afford just to lay down. They might just quit right now to do mm-hmm. that. You know, they won't be here to draft, so they want to win. Mm-hmm. They got to win. They want to keep their jobs. So we're not out of it yet because the Bears look, especially the Bears look vulnerable. The Packers, I mean, they could be caught. They could be had. Mm-hmm. So we're only two games out. We're not the Jets. We're not the Bengals. So hell no, it's too early to think about the draft. When they're officially eliminated from the race, then you can think about the draft. But now's not the time. Okay, I just want to put it out there. I want to say hell no as well. I think it's still a little bit too early, so I agree with you on that. All right, I think you already have your answer to this, so I will ask it anyway. Matthew Stafford will play on Sunday. Hell yeah or hell no? Hell yeah, you know you know, test positive, excuse me, negative the next few days. He'll be out there once again. I got the scenario already play out of my head. I was going to work out and mm-hmm. we'll see how close I am to reality. He's going to go in like Steve Arson comes, leave, do your job, stunner, leave, win. You know, like Stone Cold, Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's his old motto. Remember Stone Cold, the WWF back in the day? Yeah. So Matthew's going to do the same thing. He's going to get a victory, especially with the, the Vikings. We got the all-time one of the best pass rushers on our team now, mm-hmm. and they lost Daniel Hunter. They traded away. Um, they got a guy from Jacksonville. So, you know, I'm not saying the pass rush should be as strong. So I'm saying plus three injured cornerbacks. Matthew better have a big game. Yeah, and we'll get into that in about their defense here coming up in the game preview. All right. So last one, the Lions will miss the playoffs by a wide margin. Hell yeah or hell no? Hell no. We're going to go in a row and make the playoffs. I don't care if it's a wild card. I don't, you know, we're going to get in because then they expand the playoffs or, you know. Yeah, you have extra, about you have one extra team. In the, uh, so you, instead of um, having six, you have seven this year. So you have, uh, you only yeah. have, they have the number one seed is the only team that has a first round bye. Uh, the second and the, the second and all the way to the seventh have, uh, have to play, uh, first round in uh, playoff games. I thought I read that, you know, because of COVID, they're mm-hmm. going to span to eight teams per conference. So if they do that, the Lions better make the team. I don't care if they are actually, they're in, anything can happen. 
Mustafa get hot, just like a hot goalie in hockey. You see what mm. eight it's not unusual for an eight seed to be the one seed in hockey. So I'm gonna say <laughs> hell no, we're gonna make the playoffs. You know, I'm an eternal optimist. Yeah, I mean, yeah, are. I'm yeah. Yeah, you are. All right, all right. So with the Lions, uh with the Lions make the playoffs uh by or miss the playoffs by, by a wide margin. I'm gonna say hell yeah at this point, and that's just me. That's just my thinking. That's just my feeling about the team right now. I have the team going about seven and nine and, and missing the playoffs. All right. So that's hell yeah or hell no nah for this week. All right. So as always, thank you for watching us right here at the Die Hard Dan podcast or listening in. If you're watching on YouTube, hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell so you know when you're getting fresh content from us right here at the Die Hard Dan podcast. And if you're watching on Facebook, hit the like button, hit the share button, follow our Facebook page. Shawnee J does an amazing job of keeping you informed of all Lions news over there on our Facebook page. If you're listening on one of the podcast platforms, thank you for the download. We appreciate your support. And if you have an Amazon powered device with Alexa, just say, hey, Alexa, play the Die Hard Damn podcast on Apple Podcasts and you will find our show over there. Now it is time for our game preview. Oh, excuse me. It is time for State Your Case. All right, now State Your Case this week, we have a quick topic on the GM, Bob Quinn. So, Shawnee J, you are up first this week on State Your Case. Do you think Bob Quinn is still the right man for the job in Detroit? I, uh, that's a tough one. I have to, like I said, you know, I'm not copping out on you, but because, you know, it depends. You know, he made some curious moves, like I said, some of the trades he made. You know, people so high on draft picks, getting draft picks. Some of the trades he made, like, okay, what, where's the payoff for the trade for Lincoln, Lincoln Thompson or Kyle Van Noy or Darius Slay or Golden Tate or Quandre Diggs? I mean, those draft picks, why are they helping us right now? Are they helping? You know, I don't see any help from those draft picks we see from those guys. Mm-hmm. He made some curious moves. Um, like I said, that's why this year is so important to both him and Quinn. You know, I I, I was I, I'm leaning to saying no, I won't, but I'm hoping they finish strong. Like so, I can say yes, you know, but um, I'm kind of stuck in the middle right now and, and committed. But stuck right now, his job, he, he got he got rid of Caldwell for this. Caldwell was doing just <laughs> fine. I mean, so like I said, the jury's still out. So that's the best I can say on that. So that's the, that's your case. The jury's still out. My thing is no, he is not the right man for Detroit in the for the GM job. It is time for Bob Quinn to pack up his Bob the Builder truck and keep it moving. That he he's just made so many moves. And here's my thing: he gave uh, Matt Patricia everything he wanted, everything he desired, and he still does not have a winning product in Detroit. My at the end of this season, I just think that it is time for to move on from both Quinn and Patricia. Quinn needs. I think Quinn needs to go first. And then Patricia can go. I think Quinn can go now. I absolutely positively believe that. But, you know, sometimes things don't happen until the end of the season. So I wholeheartedly believe that Bob Quinn needs to uh, pack up his truck, like I said, and move it out of town. So 
that is state your case for this week really quick one was bob quinn or is he the still the right man for the gm job in detroit shawnee j said he is on the fence he's in the middle i'm a big big resounding no he is not so it is time for our game re uh, preview uh, let's look at the Lions versus the Vikings. First up, we're going to take at the injury, look at the injury report for the Lions before we get into the what we who we think is going to win. So we got a pretty big list. Uh, Jamal Agnew was out, no practice with some ribs, so it looked like he's going to be um, maybe on the shelf for this game. Joe Daw, he practiced on Wednesday, was out today with a back injury. It may just be some rest for a veteran. You know, he was out uh, a couple of days last week, but he actually played. Kenny Galladay is no practice, no practice with a hip injury. I think he's going to be out for this game. Tracy Walker with the foot, no practice and no practice. He was out Wednesday and Thursday with a foot injury. Taylor Decker, he was out yesterday with the back, but he was, excuse me, he was limited, limited today uh, along with uh, Christian Jones was limited on Thursday and Friday with a knee injury. The cornerback, Daryl Roberts, had a hip and groin injury. He was limited on Thursday and Friday as well. Danny Shelton has a wrist injury. He was limited on Thursday and Friday. Desmond Trufant is still limited with the hamstring both days of practice. Um, Big V, Batai was no practice on Wednesday, but he practiced today with that foot injury. And TJ Hawkinson, with the toe injury, he was limited on Wednesday, but was a full go today. Now, and the recording of this podcast is on Thursday night. So, Shawnee J, looking at those injuries, who is your key injury that stands out for you on this list? I would say at that list, ooh, the two offensive linemen, are, the three offensive linemen are hurt. You know, we got three offensive line starters mm -hmm. that are hurt. You know, Daw and Vitae and and um, Decker. Mm -hmm. We need those guys to have a chance to, you know, to go against the Vikings, keep them off Stafford's back, mm -hmm. and give our guys a chance to run. So the three starting offensive linemen, mm -hmm. those are my guys. You know, I love offensive linemen. You know, we the Lions we can afford to be on all three. We're mm -hmm. going Minnesota Patrick offensive line. Mm -hmm. So those offensive linemen are the key keys to me. Okay. And then I know that there was one another key guy on the defense that you want to talk about. Yes, Tracy Walker. I love Tracy Walker. Good guy. Mm -hmm. He's improving steadily. He come instead become a good safety. He may miss this game with a foot injury, but mm -hmm. but I tell you, um, I really love J. Ryan Kirk. He's coming around. He's getting the high PF grade. He's a big safety, 6'4", 215. That's a big fella. You know, people complain about him. Huh? That's a big fella. <laughs> yes, for safety, yes. And, you know, long arms. You know, people complain. Lions fans complain every time we lose a good player, like we lost Travis Fulham mm -hmm. to the Eagles, where the Vikings let a pretty good player go to on defense. Mm -hmm. You know, so I think that he can fill in just well for Tracy Walker, even though I won't walk her back. Mm -hmm. I still want to see more of um of um curse on the field and long Everson Griffin. Like I said, the four Vikings gonna have a big comeback game, including Curse on defense. I say he's gonna get a pick. He's gonna mm -hmm. play the run well, it's gonna make life miserable for both cousins and Dalvin Cook. So, okay. so I can't wait to see him play four times. All right. So looking at 
the injury report, the I, I agree those offensive linemen really stand out. Tracy Walker is a definitely a big name that we have to look at. Uh I think that really Jamal Agnew is a really big if he can't go, he's the key cog in our return game. So you're gonna have Marvin Hall back there and then it may be uh Amendola with you know returning punts. So I think that we need that that young fella uh Jamal Agnew back there in the kicking game. Uh, that helps on our special teams. So that's my big name that stands out besides those other guys that you name. So let's look at the game uh, preview as itself. The Lions are coming into uh, U.S. Bank Stadium in Minnesota as four-point underdogs. All right, now, Vikings statistically are better than the Lions on defense. Uh, excuse me, the Lions are better on defense than the Vikings. The Vikings give up a ton of yards on defense. So the Lions defense is statistically better than the than the uh, Vikings defense. However, the Vikings offense is statistically better than the Lions offense. So you have kind of a strength on strength. Our good offense um, versus their good defense and their good defense versus our good offense. So there you go. You got strength on strength. Uh, who? What do you think are the keys to this game for the Lions victory? Our defense, Everson Griffin, he's the key. Mm-hmm. You know, can he be a disruptive force like he's been for so many years against us while he's in Minnesota? Mm-hmm. Can he, can he, you know, like I said, it's a homecoming game. Mm-hmm. I can see him getting about three sacks and making like and getting a few hits, even after Cousins throw the ball, make his life miserable. Mm-hmm. Stopping the run along with J. Ryan Curse. That's the key, the newcomer, mm-hmm. you know. Um, Everson Griffin, he can, like I said, he play like he played against us in the past. I mean, the Lions should win this game. So yes, Griffin, Griffin is is key. Okay, all right. My key is to stand uh, aggressive on offense, stretch the field. You know, there the Vikings secondary is suspect, so you can get the ball down the field uh, with some accuracy to the wide receivers and your offensive weapons. Use DeAndre Swift in both the run and pass game. And I think you do have a recipe for success. So stay aggressive on both sides of the ball, but primarily on offense. Don't be predictable, uh, Daryl Belva, as you've been. So it is time to for who you got. So who you got in this game and what's the score, my man? Like I said, I can see Stafford having one of those legendary games and practice all week. Had a COVID, a little COVID threat, but he's, he's just fine. He's going to go in, throw for at least 300 yards and four TDs. Man. I think the Lions win the 42 27. 42 27. Woo, yeah, that's a lot of points right there. All right, I have the Lions uh, in a close one. I think I have it uh, 35 to 30 uh, on Sunday. The Lions going to going to eke out a victory out there in Minnesota. I think those former Vikings, like you said, are going to have a big impact on the game okay now it is time for us to go ahead and get on out of here and wrap this thing up uh, again thank you for watching listening intake taking in this content from us right here at the die hard dan podcast if you're watching on youtube hit the subscribe button click the notification bell so you know when you're getting fresh content from us right here at the die hard dan podcast if you're watching on facebook Hit the like button, hit the share button, and follow our Facebook page. Shiny J does an amazing job, of course, of keeping you informed of all Detroit Lions news. If you are following us on Twitter, we appreciate you following us. 
It is at diehardenpotty1. Follow us over on Instagram at die underscore hard underscore den underscore podcast is where you can find us over there. You can find us on all your major podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify. You can find us in Google uh, Google Podcasts as well. And of course, on our home uh, uh, page of Anchor. Definitely continue to listen to us over on those platforms. We appreciate you. If you have an Alexa powered device from Amazon, just say, hey, Alexa, put a die hard damn podcast and you can find it over there on that platform. Shani J, what's your parting shots for the people this week? Well, you see COVID is still real people. Stay safe. Continue to wash your hands. Keep your social distancing. Wear your mask. Use your hand sanitizer, your baby wipes. And stay clean. Stay safe. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, it's coming up. We're in November. Next week is a very important week. It is Salute to Service Month here in the NFL. And Veterans Day is next week. So to all my brothers and sisters in arms, I am, of course, a retired Army Sergeant First Class. I salute all my service members out there. My brothers and sisters are my veterans. Hey, congratulations this month for you and the NFL. Shawnee J, tell the people how they can find you on social media. My name is Sean Jennings. You can find me on Facebook. I'd be happy to ask you as a friend. I'd be happy to add you to our Detroit Lions Truths fan page, our administrator. And don't forget to check out our Die Hard Gen page where I keep you guys will form us a public page so easy to find. So check us out. Yes, definitely. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at CurtisDill14. That's C U R T I S S T E E L E 1 4. And please do me one favor. Whatever you do in life, you got to boss up, ball out, and be the best version of you that you can be. For my man, Shawnee J, as always, this is Kurt Steele of the Die Hard Den Podcast, and we are